you guys ever feel like as a nation we just do not seem to have our priorities in order? For example, our press secretary consistently tweets about various LGBTQ days, but has yet to acknowledge a Veterans Day or a Memorial Day. Things like that. Does that ever feel weird to you guys? Me too. Me too. So let's go ahead and talk about it. Welcome to episode two of Just Say No. I am your host, Noelle Pullen. Let's get into it. So I was scrolling on Twitter, as one does, and I saw a press secretary tweet out earlier this week, quote, Today, on Transgender Day of Remembrance, we grieve the 26 transgender Americans who were killed this year. Year after year, we see these victims are disproportionately black women and women of color, unquote. Or what Biden's handlers put out on the POTUS Twitter page, quote, there is no place for hate or discrimination in America. No one should lose their life simply for being themselves, unquote. Now, I have two bones to pick. One is specifically about the content of the tweet, and the other is the overarching theme of misplaced values as a nation. We just do not seem to be putting our care and devotion into the right things whatsoever. But let's take one thing at a time. Let's look at the contents of this tweet. 26 people, 26 trans people died in 2023. This presumably comes from the Human Rights Campaign article that states that they died for, quote, just being themselves. Now, I did the work so you don't have to. I went through all 26 for the sake of fairness. So let's discuss. Number one on the list was LaKendra Andrews. They were found shot in the road back in April. No suspect, no witness, no information whatsoever. Could it have been a hate crime? Totally. But it could also just as easily be a random murder in the streets of Dallas. There is zero proof that this was a hate crime or that LaKendra died because that they are because of the fact that they are trans. And you're going to find that this is most of them. I'm pretty sure about half of these 26 fall into this category of it kind of just looks like a random murder. So number two, London Price. Local news coverage blatantly says that there is no indication of this being a hate crime. The family of Price believe, based off of security footage, that the shooter is an ex of London's, which pretty quickly shows that it probably wasn't a hate crime. This looks more like domestic violence, which there's also a lot of domestic violence cases in here as well, which is very sad. And I think that domestic violence is something that should be discussed. People die from domestic violence far too often, but it's not a hate crime. And that's the point. The point is the way that this is portrayed, the way that these 26 deaths are being weaponized to make us think that we live in this hateful, bigoted, transphobic nation, when in fact, when you look at the way that these people actually died, that just doesn't end up being the case. So number three, Lisa Love was walking home from a friend's house when she was shot in the chest and in the back. No suspects, no witnesses. So once again, there is no proof one way or the other that this was a hate-motivated crime. Number four, Dominic Dupree was, first of all, not trans. He was a they of them. So why he's on the list for Trans Remembrance Day is beyond me, but I'll let y'all hash that one out for yourselves. Dominic was shot in his car and yet again, no suspects, no witnesses, no evidence to either confirm or deny the reason behind this crime. It did occur in the middle of Chicago though, 
which as of September has seen over 400 gun homicides and just under 2,000 gun-related injuries. So it is completely possible that this is less about your gender identity and more about your location. But who am I to make that judgment? I'm just looking at the facts. Number five. Y'all, I told you I was going through all 26. We are going through all 26 because this is important. Number five. Annie Johnson was found beaten and hit by a car outside of a local gay club. Now, while there isn't direct evidence that indicates a hate crime, I can concede that there is a possibility given the nature and location of this crime. It is worth noting that the person who hit her stayed at the scene and was determined to not have been involved in the actual assault. So it's looking like... He, this, the person who was driving the vehicle did not see Johnson in the road and I'm not it doesn't I'm not quite sure how that all played out but number six Sherilyn Marjorie was murdered by a former lover so again domestic violence not a hate crime China Long was shot and killed in Milwaukee and her shooter has been charged with reckless homicide no evidence of hate crime has been presented in the court. This case is still ongoing, so we can wait and see what happens. But just looking at this, if there was evidence of hate crime, that would have already been presented. So that tells me that there is none. Louis Angel Diaz Castro was found in the closet of his abusive ex-boyfriend within a day or two of this ex-boyfriend getting out of jail on domestic violence charges. Again, say it with me, not a hate crime. Number nine, Yoko. This was a hit and run. The guy was later caught with multiple pre-existing warrants, which could spark a conversation on maybe we should be arresting criminals instead of just letting them out. I've never personally hit anyone with my car, but if I had to take a guess, the driver probably didn't have time to stop and consider this person's gender identity before they hit them. I'm just throwing that out there, but logic, who needs it? Number 10, Thomas Robertson. Robertson died as a result of being in proximity of somebody who was a shooting target. So he was next to somebody who another person had a bone to grind with. This kind of sounds like a gang incident, um, but Robertson was not the intended victim. Died just wrong place, wrong time. Um, so this is most certainly not a hate crime. Devani DeRay Johnson was shot by a Ralph's security guard after allegedly coming at him with a screwdriver. Now, the family contests that she was not the aggressor, but no charges have been made against the guard. And given that this happened in a grocery store, I'm willing to bet it was caught on surveillance. And the guard's story was corroborated because otherwise the guard would definitely be charged with murder, hate crime, something, something of that nature, especially in today's day and age. So it's very likely that the security footage corroborated his story. Number 12, Camden Ryder was another domestic violence case. She was eight months pregnant and her partner killed himself after he murdered her and the baby. And I would like to say all of these are very sad. I mean, anyone getting murdered is incredibly, incredibly sad. And it's okay to mourn stolen lives. But the issue and what I'm trying to get at is to portray them as hate crimes is an issue when they're not hate crimes, as we're about halfway through this list. And as you can see, most none they're not hate crimes. And to for the president of the United States to put out a tweet claiming that these people died for just being themselves and died because of hate and discrimination in our country. That's a problem. That is a problem. 
All right, number 13, Jacob Williamson was killed after going on a date with someone they had met online. Two people have been arrested for this murder, and the police issued a statement that no evidence has been produced to support that this was a hate crime. This feels very much like the Craigslist killer, picking up people on um, online and then killing them. I mean, it happens, and it's sad, and these people are psychopaths. But there's no evidence that it was because um, Jacob Williamson was trans. None whatsoever. Number 14, Chanel Perez Ortiz was killed in Puerto Rico, which is not technically the United States. I mean, this article literally says 26 trans people killed in the U.S., but we're not we're just we're just going to let that one go for now. (laughs) Ortiz was found shot to death. And I hate to sound like a broken record, but there was no witnesses no suspects, and no evidence of a hate crime. It is worth mentioning that that does mean that something could come up that shows that this was a hate crime. I'm not saying that that can't happen, but as of now, it has not happened. And so for these to be on a list of hate crimes, when there's no evidence for them to be a hate crime, is bonkers. Number 15, Ashia Davis was found dead in a hotel room and there is footage of someone leaving that the police suspect to be the killer. That is all the evidence that we have, but it is worth noting that whoever did this, Davis would have had to let them into the room. So it is likely somebody that they knew and not to speculate too much, but if you're meeting someone at a hotel room, there are a few reasons to do such things. All I'm saying is that this feels more like domestic violence to me personally. Uh, Bank Brown was shot by a security guard at Walgreens after trying to shoplift. Now, is it reasonable to shoot someone for shoplifting from a Walgreens? Of course not. I don't believe so. But is it likely that this guard was just a trigger, was just trigger happy and not a transphobe? Also incredibly likely, you guys. Incredibly likely. Uh, Number 17, Coco Dadal was found dead at a shopping center and a 17-year-old was arrested after he turned himself in. Once again, there is not any information other than this, none to indicate that this was motivated by hate or otherwise. Uh, Ashley Burton was shot inside her house and the killer took her phone after the crime, which indicates it was someone Burton knew and trusted. So unlikely to be a hate crime. I'm sorry, I'm going to keep saying that it's unlikely to be a hate crime because our president... Well, not our president, but the people who handle our president's Twitter put out a tweet about this article saying that this was, saying that these people died for being who they were, saying that there's no place for hate and discrimination in our nation, which implies that these um, crimes happen because of hate and discrimination. That's coming from the Twitter page of the president of the United States, and that means something, and that is important. Continuing on. Tasia Woodland was found in the was found shot in a parking lot. The killer was arrested. The police put out a statement that there is no evidence of this being a hate crime. I'm gonna apologize right now. Number 20, I do not know how to say this. Tortuguta. Tortuguita. I am not sure, and I apologize, was killed as a result of an environmental protest. He was inside of a tent and troopers were warning them to leave as this was private property. Um, body cam footage from the police shows, um, you can hear gunshots being fired from the tent. So the police start firing back and, um, Tortuga was then killed. Now, two things. One, if you shoot at a police officer, you're probably going to die. I don't know what, I don't know what you guys want from that. 
that's so obvious. And number two, the cops couldn't even see this person. They were inside of a tent. So unless they have x-ray vision or they can smell trans people a mile away, I don't think this was a hate crime. But that's just me. That's just me. That's just me. Moving on. Kashay Ashanti Henderson was found shot in her apartment. The killer has been arrested. No other information is given. But again, to be killed inside of your own home indicates some level of knowing or trusting the person who killed you. Now, it could be a burglary. It could be a break-in. But it is unlikely. Typically, burglars, bur- burglars, burglars, if they break into a home and see that someone's home, they are far more likely to turn tails, run the other way and get out of Dodge. They do. It does happen. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. It's just far less likely. Uh, Number 22, Maria Jose Rivera, victim of murder, suicide, another domestic violence case. Number 23 was shot outside her place of work and an arrest was made after the shooter turned himself in again unknown motive number 24 unique banks literally died in a mass shooting literally died in a mass shooting so unless somebody hated this trans person so much that they were willing to shoot a group of people to cover up their transphobia which just feels unlikely to me personally but i mean i guess it is a possibility moving on Uh, Number 25, Casey Johnson was kidnapped and killed by someone she presumably met online. This doesn't demonstrate a hate crime as much as it does that people are sick online. We talked about this in an earlier case. You think of the Craigslist killer. People are sick. And finally, number 26, Jasmine Mack was stabbed to death in D.C. No witnesses, no suspects. Similar to what I discussed last week, we were talking about racism quite a bit. The supply for transphobia simply does not meet the demand, so they have to manufacture hate. This whole article is manufactured hate. If you're still with me, that puts five of these hate-motivated killings as domestic violence, seven as definitely not a hate crime. This would be things like the one who died in a mass shooting, obviously not a hate crime. 13 of them are unlikely and looks more like a random murder than a hate crime, and one that could potentially be a hate crime. So misleading at best and blatantly lying at worst, but always attribute stupidity before malice when you can. I know that I know this was long, but it was necessary to demonstrate how the media lies and how our government will give credence to these lies. If the human rights campaign had just put out this article about 26 dead trans people, I I don't think anyone would have blinked an eye that who small media outlets put out bogus articles all the time. However, when our press secretary tweets about it and then the president of our country tweets about it. And I'm going to say it one more time, just to really grind it home, saying that there's no room for hate and discrimination in our country, saying that nobody should die for being just being who they are. That That's lending credence. That's lending credibility to this article, which as we just went through, is factually untrue. 
just for another minute, I'm going to continue to pick on uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre because she is the one whom I happened to have pop on my feed, pop up on my feed, and I decided to do a deep dive on the press secretary Twitter under her. A few important days that Corinne felt were worth mentioning this year are Trans Visibility Day, Trans Remembrance Day, which we just covered, National Coming Out Day, LGBTQ Families Day. Uh, But you know what she didn't care to speak about? Memorial Day, Veterans Day, Holocaust Remembrance Day, Pearl Harbor. None of these. None of these dates were important enough to take stock on her Twitter page. Not as important as National Coming Out Day, because why would it be? Why would Veterans Day be as important as LGBTQ Families Day? As a nation, we are valuing the wrong things. And actually, I don't necessarily think it's as a nation. I really, really don't. I think the vast majority of this nation sees and understands what's happening. But there's that subsection of this country who thinks that the pride flag is more important than the American flag. And things only go downhill from there. There's nothing unifying for a nation who can't agree on the most important values. If we can't agree on what we value as a nation, how can we band together? How can we stay together? Once upon a time, it used to be brave to go overseas and fight for our freedoms. We used to have pride in Western values, things such as freedom. We used to build monuments to the greats of our past, like Lincoln, MLK, Washington. But today, it's brave to be gay. We have pride in our kinks, and we build monuments to criminals. And and everything I mentioned about what we used to hold high is now oppressive, immoral, patriarchal, whatever, racist, homophobic. They are systematically tearing down the things that give people meaning. We are a nation without a common goal without a common value, without understanding of how truly fortunate we are to be born in this country. And a nation like that cannot stand. Abraham Lincoln once said, we are a nation surrounded by water and by friendly allies. If we are going to fall, it's going to come from within. A divided house cannot stand. Okay, so I did want to quickly touch on the Elon Musk lawsuit. Most of you have probably already heard, but Musk announced that he's going to launch not just a regular lawsuit, but a thermonuclear lawsuit against Media Matters, because everything that Musk does is thermonuclear. So what happened was Media Matters ran a story that big ad companies were having their ads run next to anti-Semitic posts, which if you're an advertiser would not be ideal. Uh, But this ultimately caused huge advertising companies on X, such as Disney, Apple, IBM, Warner Bros, and more to pull their ad revenue from X. However, as usual, Musk did not take this lying down and looked into what actually happened here and is now launching a lawsuit against me in Media Matters because what uh, the team at X ultimately found was that Media Matters henchmen essentially created X accounts, followed people who are known anti-Semites, and then also followed big advertisers. And what this did was it manipulated the algorithm to to curate scenarios in which these big advertisers would appear next to anti-Semitic posts, because that's just the way you don't have to be a programming expert to understand this. Who you're following is going to determine who comes up on your For You page, and whoever's on your for, For You page, if there's an ad 
those ads are going to pop up next to the posts that are on your For You page. So it doesn't take a genius to figure this out. But so now Musk is launching a lawsuit, which brings me joy as they are just a propaganda arm for the government. But ultimately, this is the game that Media Matters, NewsGuard, and all of the official fact checkers play. They lie, they manipulate, they take things utterly out of context to, main con- to maintain control of the overall narrative. Musk buying Twitter threw a serious wrench into their narrative control game. Twitter is a huge part of the narrative control. And with Musk purchasing it, we, we saw through the Twitter files that the government essentially had a backdoor into Twitter and presumably Facebook as well to dictate what stories could and could not circulate. And you saw this in 2020 with the Hunter Biden laptop. We all knew that was true. It's uh, verifiably true today. But in 2020, you were not allowed to talk about it. You weren't allowed to tweet a link to it. I don't I believe people were getting taken off of Twitter for DMing people links to the Hunter Biden laptop story. And now that now that Musk is in control of Twitter, he has closed that back door. He has locked it. He has shuttered it up. It is no longer accessible. And it is driving the government crazy. It is making them crazy to the point where they're doing dumb shit like this. It all boils down to the fact that narrative control cannot exist in a free speech arena, which is what X now is. And it is their nightmare. And we love to see it. We absolutely love to see it. And whether or not this lawsuit, I'm, I'm not I'm not a law expert, but I, I assume that this is going to come down to being a libel case. So I, I don't know if there's a legal, actual legal standing for it, but it's the thought that counts to me at this point. So we'll see. I'll keep you guys updated on that. All right, y'all, that is all that we have for the show today. Thank you guys all so much for listening. Any sources from today's show will be linked in the notes down below. All of my social medias will also be linked down below. And I hope you guys all have a wonderful day and we will talk next week. Bye.